This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show on RadioAlice.com. Just a heads up, it's not for work, it's not for kids, but it is a good time. Available right here on RadioAlice.com. You only hear it on the Secret Show. You won't find it on your radio. Oh, maybe you're not hip enough to know that Sarah and Vinny's got a secret show. What are you doing? <laughs> Pay me back my two no, hours. Nobody's listening, and <laughs> so you're just talking to myself. Oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> was was it a like, good conversation or what? Yeah, it was good. It was just like, oh my god, everybody's Enlightening. just doing things to themselves right now. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I was like, like, what's he saying? What's he saying? I thought you were commenting on the I was seeing if Yuzette would look up. Oh, what? Because she was in deep conversation with Human. Was my mic on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody's mic I feel like everybody's mic is on. Everybody's mic is on. I was the only one with headphones on, so I was talking to myself in my own ears. Oh, I didn't realize the mic Playing with voices. Human, test those mics, would you? Which one is on? One of them sucks. Check one, check one. How's that? That's a good one. Hold Great. Check two, check two. Oh, they're all good. That one actually sounds Check, check. back and forth between the two of them for the fun of it. Yeah, that'll be... She's both of them, double-fisted. Hey. Just turn that one on and one off randomly so he DP? has to jump back and forth. DP, 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 Dolores Park, Dolores Park. <laughs> that's not that's not what I know DP as. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard anyone chant that, Yuzi. <laughs> I love Dolores Park. Park. I grew up around there. I've never seen a picture of Dolores Park on RedTube at any point. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I'm red tube. Uh, you know, just uh, keeping up with the keeping research. up with the Joneses. Yeah, research. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Anatomy. It's an anatomy class keeping I'm taking. Speaking of, you know that the story in the news about the guy who sat on that glass. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, every now and then you see in on. Uh, I don't watch red tube, but I assume it's at one of the porn sites, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So any you see the little thumbnails, and you but that's how you you know select your chosen video. Of course. You might read the little blurb about whatever is going to happen. You go, that sounds interesting. It's nice to have options. Yeah. <laughs> but every now and then you'll see one where someone has uh, completely disappeared their hand in a in a, a lady's behind. Orifice. And you, and you just, I, I do not believe it's true. I don't click on them because I don't want to see it. But I, I can't imagine. It's true. Yeah. Oh, that's I've a thing. On it. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it can be done. Crap. The it's whole... sophisticated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but not in the woman area where no. a baby would right. possibly... Like and that actually, I they, get least... it, they get it going, and then they can kind of punch in. Yes. <laughs> you don't know. How do you I know? Do, because I am a human being who's lived 50 years. Maybe when you're 50, you'll also know. How do you know? No, no. That day. is not a satisfactory <laughs> answer. How do you know someone's doing that? I've seen video of it. You clicked on those videos. I didn't click on it. I just think it, I don't even know where I saw it. I remember seeing a punch through, like it got worked in, and then it yes. got worked out, and then it got to the point where poof, it was there was no resistance anymore. And you probably saw it on VHS, which makes it even more real. Possibly because because <laughs> in 2017, I kind of understand where you're coming from because I feel like CGI is so sophisticated. Yeah, at this I don't point. expect that that's real. <laughs> you you can really make don't. anything look like anything at this right. point. 
Yeah. No, but it, it is. It's the truth. Like it's a, a real thing. It's a real. Th- there's studies out there. I had a friend who was re- well. He, I'm sure he still is. I don't really spend that much time with him anymore. Uh, Who's he w- this? It's uh, just someone oh. you you know. Is him. his I, name Evil Rick? It is. It's Evil. Okay. Evil. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh. Wait, evil is this Rick. a good story? <laughs> it's the, the the dude was just so. I, I don't know. He's so twisted. Am I leaving his name in? Yeah, you can yeah. get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rick's out there. I got like yeah. evil Rick. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be all right. She has uh, Rudy. She has a good Rick and an evil Rick in her life. Oh, that's why Rick. you yeah. label him. Okay. Good Rick is actually you know has a share of evil in him. <laughs> well, don't we all? Rick both so of them far. too. So that's the weirdest part. I never is... boned good Rick. I but I did do a, th- a three way with him, but I was not. It was with him and his girlfriend. Oh, two girls, one guy. Yes, I did not. I didn't bone him. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, and I boned evil. I did. Okay. Yes, we, we all are other. Can we say I mean, that? I mean, no. he is good, Rick. You know, he a good guy deserves a deserves service. We no. we're still actually very good friends too. Evil Rick has uh, gone off the effing rails, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. What did he do? I'm not Give gonna air some, all his just stuff. Tell but us he's a couple things that he did that really upset you. No. Well, wait. <laughs> what, what was the whole point of bringing Evil up? Because Evil Rick is where anything that I know about. People who doing horrible things Deviant to each behavior. other's bodies is always because he's like, oh my god, you're gonna look at this. <laughs> like he was the first time I ever saw uh, it, it, like enemas involved in mm. sex, and uh, which I, you know I'm what you can't right. really so involve astounding. an enema in yeah. sex. There's you can. It's, oh no, it's you, done to a person. You can how? And then it's done to a person, and then they aim it somewhere. Oh no! Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's fully. Do they aim it? Come on, there. They aim at places. At my mouth? (laughs) Wherever you want. Wherever you Uh, want. They aim it at my mouth? There and and elsewhere. That's not a friendly thing to do. Yeah. Do you paint like a target on your face? I don't know. What do you mean? He was really into like scat stuff. Wow. What scat stuff? Poop stuff. Things poop. He liked it? He just just... would watch. I don't know. I didn't want to. I mean, that was fully. There were a few times I went, that's kind of disturbing. I got to go. It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It fecal, the fecal pleasures can uh, can be painful. You to just watch feel sometimes. like you look at the person who's showing you, and they're like, ah. "Yeah." And you look at them, and you're just like, "Oh, I, I don't even know you." Right. It's like that's what turns you on. Right. It, just, it, it it is weird to find out what turns certain people, what turns the uh, certain people on, like the right. things that that turn certain people. Oh on. wait, we meant to ask you some questions. So so our friend Rudy's here. Uh, Rudy Ortiz, yes, everybody. In fact, How old if you're are listening. You? I am 34 years old. 34. Yes, sir. If you're All listening right. today, he does have a show tonight in San Francisco. Yeah, at the Harlot, 8 okay. o'clock, uh, along with Lyle Barons and Zach Shabaloni. All right. How many women do you think you've boned? That's a good question. Um, honestly, I'd, I'd have to say, <laughs> if, I, if I four, you've been single all this yeah, time. Yeah, I, I'd have to say I'm probably at about forty plus. Nice. How old were you plus. when you lost your virginity? So I lost my virginity at eighteen. I was oh. a late bloomer. What? I had no. Here's the thing, man. I had no game whatsoever in high school. I did not know the you art. You don't need game. You just ask. No, no. See, that's what you think. Can I please have sex with you? I asked every girl I knew. And he was in a war <laughs> of attrition with every girl he knew. I'm going to wear one of them down and they're going to happen eventually. There's no game there. No, there was game though. The, the game was this. The game was that I thought as, as a young, as an adolescent, 15, 16, 17 year old Rudy thought that if I actually showed my feelings and showed a girl that I liked her oh, and, 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 I tried, and I know and I tried to pursue her using logic. Logic, 
And then I realized later on in life, like when I turned 18, 19, I realized that women don't, girls don't want logic at that point. They they want they want the bad boy. Look, you you boned Evil Rick. This guy's <laughs> name is Evil Rick, and and you boned him. You know, so I mean, my I thing, was drunk in my defense. It just was a mistake. We both knew it afterwards. But even then, though, I would have never thought. And we're talking about you know when I was still a virgin, I wouldn't even have thought of like I'm gonna go out with a girl. I'm gonna drink with her, and I'm gonna get her nice and you know nice and uh comfortable and then they're gonna make it happen no for me it was like i'd bring the girl flowers i'd write her poetry oh, i was a complete God. square yes so you wanted to be in love i thought i thought that i was doing the right thing i thought that if i showed love through logic that i eventually would get the draws but i never got the draws until i was until i turned 18 the draws the draws the, the, the underwear? underwear the underwear yeah oh, the, oh okay the draws the drawers the i think drawers. some people call them the drawers yeah i like the draws i'm Your quoting I'm, I'm quoting tommy i'm quoting tommy from uh from martin the, t the tv show martin that was oh, one of my, one of my favorite characters. In. The draw. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that using love and logic would get it for me, but it never did until I got until I got out of high school and I realized you just have to not not care sometimes. You just have to act like you're not interested and you don't care and you disregard the girl. And for some odd reason, which to this day as a grown man, isn't it sad? For some odd reason, to this day I don't understand why, but that happened. That seems to work. So the first girl, do you remember her name? Ooh. Yes, her name was Lynette. Oh, Lynette. Yeah. And that was, was this she was my lady? girlfriend, though. She was my girlfriend. Oh, so you pursued her and you got her, her as heart. a partner. And, and I won her heart and it, and it all worked out. And, you know, I, I remember one time we were listening to the radio uh, on a landline. This was back in the day when you listen to talk to each other on the landline and listen to the radio at the same time. And there was this one song talking that, where the song was about losing your virginity. And she tells me, she's like 17, 17 and, a, 17 and I'm like 18, just turned 18. She goes, so when was your first time? And I'm like, I've never, I've never done it before. And she's like telling me all, telling me about her first time and all this <gasps> oh. stuff. And I just felt so, I felt like such a little person, I just, <laughs> such a little man. Like she just stepped on me in that moment. And I'll never forget that was our first conversation about sex. But then a couple of months after that, I got it. And it it all worked out. And she got taught you the ways yeah. of a woman. But but then from like nineteen to twenty, <laughs> from like nineteen to twenty seven, I went on a rampage. I just I just I was boning everything everything and because you say your number is 40 yeah like, let's have a more realistic count no th this is it's really like 40 like from 19 to from 19 to 27 i mean i was just having i was just having a lot of sex and i was like i i knew the formula at that point i finally i finally got it you cracked the code i cracked the code but then i slowed down like once i turned 30 i slowed down because i was uh -huh. like because i started getting scared so you're saying you lost count between 19 and 27 and i definitely since, since you turned 27 there's been about 40 no 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 since i honestly since i turned 27 there's probably been about 11 or 12. Hmm. Yeah. But in that time, 19 to 27, I did a lot of damage. When's the last time you boned a lady? This morning, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah, I got it Let in this morning. Let me ask you yeah. this. Is kissing the middle a regular... Can I say it that way? No. Mm -mm. Is kissing the back door... Is that all right? Mm -hmm. Is that a yeah, normal... It's like, it's like when you leave for work, you kiss at the back door. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, is that... Is that standard now? It's, well, for me, it's not standard. I, I think it's standard out there. I think people are definitely taking this practice into the bedroom like on a more consistent level. Maybe it turn, it's like a first or second date thing, which to me is still kind of weird. But for me, it's not standard. But I will do it, though. I'm not going to lie. I will do it, especially if I'm like really comfortable with the girl. And if she's alluding to the fact that she wants to get some backdoor action in also, if she's alluding to that. Like what? By putting on the beep? Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. If she's 
she's alluding to that. She's, she's letting me know. She's like, she's like the mailman's in the front. The milkman is in the back, though. And so, so if she if she's alluding to that, like I'll I'll definitely warm it up. I'll I'll get it ready. Right. You know, and and that is one of the one of the tactics to do it. Do you take a bottle brush to it first, though? Is it like you know? <laughs> no, nah, I'm look. I just trust the fact that I'm dealing with you know clean girls. Mm. You know, and I, and by clean, I don't mean like their morals or their soul. I right. just mean I just mean like dirty their, girls their who body. keep it nice. Yes, dirty okay. girls who keep it clean. So the girl you got this morning, you you know her? I do know her. Yeah, I've known her known her for a while. So repeat. So yeah, this is definitely like a friends with benefits situation. Oh. Yeah, and it's—I mean, I'm telling you, man, if you got two grown adults in that situation, it doesn't always have to end in tragedy or somebody getting their feelings hurt. If two people can just kind of come together and make an agreement and just say, "Look, we're gonna have sex because you live your life a certain way and I live my life a certain way, and we can't be together, but I like your body and I want your body on top of mine and under mine and next to mine and all that stuff," so wiggle, you guys, wiggle, 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 mm. wiggle, wiggle. So we made an agreement, and that's that's where we're at right now, mm. you know, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm really like and I'm, she's down with it. Like, and she's, she's down not with it. Hoping you come around. And no, no, she'll give me a call. This is like a late night thing. She'll give me a call like at ten thirty and be like, "Hey, what's up? You know, can I come through?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yes. you can come through. Rudy, not, not a problem." What's up, dude? Did you get this girl's results of being on the Sarah and Vinny morning show? Uh, did I get her results of being on the no, set? No, did, you, did get... you get her as no, a result? No, because he's known oh, her for, oh, known oh, for a no, long no, no, time. No, oh, okay. I, no, I knew her. I, I've known have her, you gotten known her any girls as a result of being <laughs> on the Sarah and At this show. point, not yet. So not, we have not worked out for you. Not, like, not yet, yet. But, but I have faith, though. I'm liking a lot of the comments that I get on Instagram, so I'm hoping that those little hearts that I that I click on will eventually uh, turn into some translate. loving. Translate. It'll yeah. translate at some point. <laughs> Unless I'm rever- I might be reverting back to old Rudy, high school Rudy, where you know I'm trying to use logic. To actually get it, so maybe let me I should... ask you this: So you're a stand-up comedian, yeah? You're, Allegedly, you're playing yes. tonight. You got another show at the Harlot. No, that's tonight. The what's the bindery. other one? The Bindery, the bindery yeah. On so the thirteenth. If there's like a dream scenario, is it you've got your own sitcom? Is it oh, oh like doing a stadium tour? Specials on Netflix. What is it? What is the dream? Like the goal is to what? Okay, in, in terms of comedy, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. In terms of comedy, it definitely is like maybe like a Netflix special or a half hour special on Comedy Central, or or you know some sort of work on 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 the silver screen on TV, right? Maybe a movie. All those things are, are things that a lot of comics aspire uh, to to attain. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, you know I'm not gonna say that I'm I'm different. I'm, I'm sure, like you that. Hope like for that too. I hope for that too. But my ultimate vehicle, though, I, I look at comedy like a vehicle. I think ultimately this is gonna sound real corny, but you know those guys that like like Anthony Rock and like the dudes that do TED Talks for a yeah. living. Like, I want to do that. I'm not saying that that's what I want to be, you know, for the rest of my life, like a motivational speaker. But eventually, like, I want to get to that point where I could, like, have a conference and, like, talk about something inspiring. And hopefully, you know, it'll resonate with, it'll resonate with people. That's that's kind of, like, what I'm ultimately trying to, trying to get to. Maybe write like a book. Like, what kind of topics? I don't know. I mean, well... I guess anything that's inspirational. I, I know. I know it sounds super vague, but I just I always thought about you know writing a book and and just putting some positive information out there, something inspirational for people. Maybe people going through tough times. It's kind of like a self help type of book. Huh. Um, that's kind of what I ultimately Team up ultimately want to do. Is also like a, I mean I can picture um, you too. Uh, he'll be like your your manager. He'll back you and and put all the gigs I'm, together. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I just lost my manager right there. Let me just say that that's, in a sense, that's what we're doing here. We do the bad advice. That's one of the things that we do on this show. 
but I know for a fact there's an audience for self-help stuff. Definitely. I, I was oh, yeah. dating a girl yeah. and was talking to her about reading, and she said, truly said, and you'd think she would hit, hide this from me almost. I, I like to go to the li uh, the bookstore and and pick out a self-help book and, and read it. Yeah. And I'm like... That's your hobby. Was she well adjusted? She seemed fine. I mean, it didn't work <laughs> out between us, but that's probably my fault. I think that she was like being as honest as she could be and said, for fun, I like to go to the bookstore, shop for a self-help book, right. and then read it. And I was like, that is the weirdest idea of fun. But it's so true. You find out a lot of people... They they feel they good when they Vinny, they read that good. and they feel good. It's fulfilling, you know. We we live in we live in a time right now where everything is so you know it, every the, the world that we kind of pay attention to is around us. It's outside of us. Very very you know seldomly do we really look internally. And I'm not trying to sound real cheesy, but I think that's why some people still enjoy, and I think most people still enjoy helping themselves to some degree, learning about themselves, talking uh, with other people, and kind of like getting some insight. I think that's still a thing that's never gonna like leave the human uh the human dna because we live in a world where everything is beyond us like at our fingertips you know this we got is your phones. first ted talk right here this is my first ted talk right here right <laughs> you're 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 talking about a world with you know ipads and iphones and all this information and i think we're just like so um over informed with all this useless stuff and i do think that they're that people still want to take some time for themselves and look internally and try to figure out how can they make themselves better because i feel like as, as many gadgets and stuff that we come up with technology can advance all at once but people are still going to look inwards for enlightenment and at some point people pay big money for this stuff like i know human has gone on a couple retreats like three five thousand dollars for a weekend yeah. animus that too that too no that's empower you thing that he did and oh. you know he's always looking for meaning and everything i right. you know I, that could be your first client my, my thing my thing is this uh, th this is this is this is why i feel so strongly about this i all think right. at the end of the day we're all, and, and as much as you know, people don't want to admit to it because I know it sounds a little too over the top. But I think at the end of the day, we're all philosophers to some degree. And and I'm just trying to. I, I just I enjoy tapping into that. Like I enjoy sitting down and having conversations about, you know, what do you think the the meaning of life is, or what or what do you think people's purpose is? I enjoy those conversations. You know, like although they can get super annoying. Like sometimes right off the bat, you're like I. Hate your philosophy. <laughs> like I can't language, believe him. language. Sorry. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Right. Well, like, here's, I gotta. I well, especially gotta go. especially if you didn't invite the conversation. Right. Sometimes that right. is like if I'm you on got, bar. It's gotta be the right place. That's, right? That, that's exactly it. That's exactly well, it. Here's the thing that I find interesting about that is we expect our comedians to be as jaded and as as negative as humanly possible mm. to really find some of those those juicy. Dark nuggets, right? Yeah. The 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 beautiful stuff, the things where you go, oh, I can't, I've never heard that. That's comes from that darkness. Yes, and you're talking about a, a completely other thing, right? The opposite. Well, well, don't, I mean, don't don't get it wrong. Like a lot of comics are gluttons for punishment. At the end of the day, if you're a comic, you are a glutton for punishment. Whether it's because you like to see your own life fall apart and it inspires you to come up with material, <laughs> right. or if you're a guy who like, uh, if you're a guy like me who I I actually enjoy. Being being in front of a bunch of strangers and having them hurl judgment at me with their stares or with their with their silence there's something about that that actually it makes me feel 
it makes me feel alive you know yeah. it make, like to know that <laughs> to know that the entire world is judging me and looking at me like I do not belong in this position it just makes you feel alive like whenever you your heart beats because you're you're anxious or you're nervous I mean yeah that you can look at it mm. like you can look at it like like oh I'm falling apart or you can look at it like hey I'm alive I'm in this moment here I am right now. My heart is racing and I'm about to do something where I'm going to make myself extremely vulnerable. That to me, it's 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 like skydiving. You know, you just you let it go and then just see where you land. I, I enjoy that. But I know what you're saying, though. Th that is definitely uh, uh, a thing that comics have had over their heads for a long tortured time. People. Tortured people. But at the end of the day, though, I mean, we're all tortured and to some to some degree. Everybody's got their everybody's got their demons and their dark stuff that they deal with. And that's why we enjoy comedy so much, because somebody's actually going out of their way to express it and then give you a laugh at the end you know and when you combine the truth with laughter you can you can open the gates to people's minds so the other day we had carlos santana on and and he's he's your dude like that's that guy right is a philosopher and talk of philosophy he, that's and what he wanted to do i found him to be charming and smart and but i mean i couldn't have sat through that over and over again no. i mean that's not because i'm jaded too and i i just couldn't but the our audience found that someone wrote in and said my husband just started a new job mm -hmm. or something or was going out for a new job and totally wrote a quote from Carlos on our show on their whiteboard to help keep him from sabotaging himself. Something, yeah, about keeping the bad things away. And you kind of uh, talked about it too, Sarah, like all those bad things we think about ourselves. Right. Think mean things that we say to ourselves. Yeah. But he made the, I mean, he actually did. I almost want to go back and listen to it because even in the moment, I was very captured by what he was saying. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was like, we should talk about, you know, something else because it was getting, I, I wanted Bryn to go over. We had this little like chimey drum thing. Yeah. Like sounds very, uh, you know, meditative. Right, I was right, like, right. Oh man, we should start playing that thing. But, uh, but yeah, he made some, he had some, he's got a great philosophy. But the, right, the reason I mention it is because for a lot of people, it touched a it nerve. It touched them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's no doubt that that interview for a lot of people, they were like, that's the best interview you've done. And I, I would have expected. I didn't see anything that, I, I expected people to be like, oh, wow, that was long, or that got to this point, or that, and ev I heard, everyone was uh, so. Or I saw one text out of, I don't know, hundreds of texts. Oh, what'd they say? Uh, they said that it was boring. Oh, that's one person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, one. Which is, you and know, usually that, the haters come out. Right. Yeah. They're the first. They're like, oh my god, this is great. I have an opportunity to take a dump on these guys. <laughs> right. <Woo>! Right. Right. <laughs> people like people like their philosophy and their enlightenment spontaneous. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to. Nobody want. Everybody wants to learn, but nobody wants to be taught. Like being taught is uh, like I got to sit down and pay attention. You got to put the work like in. They're, well, they're you don't want to be condescended like to either. Exactly. Which a lot of times, people who are trying to tell you explain something, they it comes off that way. But you people, know? but you know, sometimes I feel bad for some people that can't sit down and just have a, an honest conversation because they feel like they're being like like the the person that they're talking to is being condescending. Like, like that. That's a that's a. a, a almost like a sickness like if you can't get over the fact that somebody's just trying to be open and honest with mm -hmm. you and you think that they're always being condescending i mean how limited are you you know because that means that you can't have an honest conversation the majority of the time you right. know you have to wait until you're broken down in tears and you have no nowhere else to turn to before you you're crying listen to somebody. You're on the floor quivering and yeah. someone comes over and tries to learn you and you're right. like stop condescending stop. don't patronize me <laughs> <laughs> i know i need to get my together all right i know i need I'm to do it all right let's get into some yeah, bad yeah, advice yeah. let's do it
All right. I want to start. We did a, one yesterday about this lady who found out about nine months into her. She really likes this guy. And about nine months in, she finds out that he had a couple DUIs. You know, the. the she said uh, he has a criminal record. Right. He has so, a history. Like some misdemeanors, nothing super bad or anything. Like the DUIs were the thing that were yeah. really bothering her. And we said, uh, and she was mad because he hadn't told her. And so we had whatever we had to say. And she says, uh, she wrote us back and said, from the bitchy, judgmental, scared girlfriend with older boyfriend with two DUIs in his past. Thanks for giving me what I needed to hear. I'm definitely someone who overreacts, so you gave me exactly what I needed. Reassurance that my boyfriend's past does not define who he is now. I want to stay with him, but I was worried I was making a mistake. It's good to hear an outside perspective, especially from someone who's been through multiple DUIs himself. I apologize to him for my initial judgmental reaction and all is well. Thank you, Morning Aww. Show Gang. There we go. Oh, sweet. Bad advice that worked out. That actually worked so out. So that's one. Here's one. <laughs> Boom. Put that one up on the refrigerator. All right. We helped one person. <laughs> one in eight years. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. I have a question I hope you can help me with. I've been with my boyfriend for two years, and about a year ago, I got myself a dog, the best puppy in the world. About three months ago, my boyfriend moved in with me into my two-bedroom apartment. I have to leave town for work trips quite frequently, and so selfishly, I was happy to have someone to take care of my animals when I'm not home without having to pay for a pet sitter. Um, I, have two, I also have two indoor cats, very clean and lovely ones, not like Vinny's cat. I'm Aww. surprised that she has these pets when she goes out out of town so frequently. I know. So Who's she taking must, care of the cats? Must, well, it sounds like she had someone who she was paying to come to just her house. Just doesn't seem you fair. That sounds really disappointed. No, it just person. doesn't seem fair. It's a, That's it's a huge responsibility yeah. to take on animals. Yeah. And if you travel, it's a huge it, pain in the ass yeah. to always have them get covered. And frankly, it's not fair to the animals. It's not there fair at all. Okay, so she has uh, two very clean and lovely cats, mm-hmm. uh, which I've had longer than I've had my boyfriend. He hates them, and the compromise we made in order to move in together was that my cats would only stay in one part of the apartment and be locked away from all his stuff. Oh, God. He originally insisted I would get rid of them altogether. No. No. Now they live in the master bedroom slash bathroom suite, which irks me a little bit, but so far I can't think of another solution. The boyfriend also does not take care of the cats when I'm gone, FYI, complicating things for me. Now the dog. My boyfriend has never interfered with the training of my dog and was just always the cool uncle doing as I asked him to do. He's recently started to implement his own training, which is quite harsh and mean to the dog. He says it's necessary because my dog is, quote, out of control sometimes. Not true. She's a border collie and has a lot of energy. And if I want him to co-parent, then I would have to accept this. I told him, this is my dog, not ours. I'm not co-parenting, and I want to train the dog the way I want to, and want, she wants him to respect her wishes. We've argued about this a lot, and while at first he told me he would not take care of my dog at all anymore whenever I leave town, he later agreed to be the cool uncle caretaker again. Only he's starting to be mean to the dog again, yelling and pushing her and Mm. simply having no consideration for her. And I keep bringing it up and my boyfriend keeps flipping out. I've started to bring my dog to doggy daycare whenever I'm out of town, but this maltreatment occurs on a daily basis even when I'm home. My boyfriend's not hitting the dog, but I still feel very uncomfortable by his behavior toward her. It is my dog. Why can't he respect that? We otherwise have a good relationship, but him being so mean to my animals has taken a toll on the respect I once had for him. What do I do? Any advice in this situation? Mm. He's got to go. Uh, yeah, this guy's bad. Bye. That's a red bad flag. Bad news. Huge red yeah, flag. Yeah, if you're mean to animals, yeah. guess what? You're, you're just waiting for somebody as vulnerable to come along so you can take it out on them. Mm. That, like that's your what's gonna kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now here's here's my thing. I don't I don't want to you know I don't want to make it seem like I'm this huge hero for for animals. I don't I don't hate animals. 
and 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 I think and I and I think no 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 here's the thing. No, listen, I'm already with you. I don't hate animals. I don't hate animals. I respect animals. You know, I don't. I try not to bother them. Like if I see them, if I see you know like somebody's dog on a leash, I won't just go up to them and just like start petting it. You know, I I don't dislike animals. It's just that I'm not a huge animal lover. You know, so I, I understand a boyfriend that may not want to partake in, in um, doing all the duties of, of being a, a, a dog owner, but that doesn't excuse you from just being a jerk and just screaming at the animal and mistreating it. Because, yes, it's a red flag. Eventually, you will take that out on somebody in the, in the human form, whether it's the kids or whether it's even the girlfriend. You right. know, that's definitely that's definitely going to let you know what's, what's yet to come. And I feel like when you agreed to move in with this person, you knew that they had pets and you, uh, I mean, Vinny, when you moved in with your girlfriend, the cat, the cat it, it has been a bit of a nightmare at times. You certainly didn't maltreat the cat. You tried to find solutions. Like it's uh, having a pet. Listen, I'm not a huge animal lover, but I know what kind of responsibility it is when you own a pet. And I'm sorry, you live together. You're part of that pet's life. Like you have a responsibility to that animal. And locking yeah. it up in one part of the apartment. And that's th just not right. That's cruel. Th this guy's awful. That's cruel. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like he needs, she needs to, for, for everyone involved there, she needs to get rid of this guy. Yeah, I hate you're, him. you're their mom, so you need yeah. to, right. you need to be their mom. And Would you, you put up with that if it was them. your kids? It's, it's not the way that things can go. So you need to, the, what I would say, the easiest way to deal with this or the, the simplest way to think about it is you guys aren't a good fit. Nope. You love animals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got animals. I get his deal, as you're just saying. He's a dude who's living in that house. He pays rent. He doesn't want to live in a house with cats all over the place. Well, then get out. Then that's his deal. Right. That's So he needs to split. That's all. Right. And I know that you were like probably thrilled to get some help with these animals because you've taken on more than you should have. And there's no question that's fact. You shouldn't have two cats and a dog if you travel a lot. Right. It's too much. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. Especially a dog that needs a lot of attention like right. a, a collie. Right. But the fact is, you do have those animals. Right. And, and so this you person, this them. new animal that you brought into your house needs to go. Mm -hmm. He's not good for your other animals. Throw him out. He right. And you know, I'll tell you something. Although I'm not, I'm, I'm allergic. I am allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. When I moved in with my lady, she had a cat. I figured it wasn't going to work out. I also had a dog, and I figured when those two get together, that's probably not going to work out either. But I ended up taking Claritin for like six months, mm. and and I was taking baby doses, but it was keeping me good for a while. And then I started phasing it out, and I wasn't allergic to the cat anymore. Right. You just got used to it. I got used to it. You probably yeah. so, get still itchy if you oh, all up I can't. In your face. Like, the cat cannot be in our bed. Right. Like I I, I would be itchy. Right. I would be bummed. But it's not bothering you the way no, it did and, when you and first... No, and I'm with the cat all the time, all yeah. day. The cat comes and sits on my... I won't pick our cat up. He can get that, like, you know, stuff <laughs> where he, he only lets mom touch him like that. But he comes and sits on me all the time, and I pet him, and we hang, and we talk. You know, that on that level, we're good. So, you know, that's the least you should expect from your partner that you live with. Right. That was a great cat face, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Other people have lived with him, and he can be like, you're not my mom. Right. Right. Cats have those attitudes. They do have they do. attitudes. It's weird. They do. It's, it's almost like, you know, they look at you like, ugh, like, like when you come into the room, like the party's over. Right. Like, oh, here we they go. But look away. To, <laughs> your, to your story earlier, 
If you ignore the cat, the cat starts coming around like, hey, what's up? Right. Yep. Hey. Hey, what's up with you? If I would have had a cat when I was 15, I would have got laid before my prom. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the problem. I, sh- I should have learned how you to deal with a cat. Know, right. That's animal abuse. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so you probably won't break up with your boyfriend, but uh, you should. You should. You're not a good fit. Anybody, Human, your thoughts on this? Is it yeah, yeah. Garage whatever, cat have anything to add? You know, Human hates guys, animals. I don't hate animals. Is he on the hates floor right now? He doesn't animal. hate them, but he <laughs> also doesn't Rudy like them. I'm the and uh, Sarah. I don't know why you're jumping down my it's throat. That, it's that... We're not jumping down your throat. It's that mic. Is he on the mic yeah. or is he on the floor? He, he is. Oh, it's what? just funky. When, when I, I was on the mic. I'm on the mic. I see. I'm rocking the mic. Nice. He's a mic rocker. Now drop it. Drop when, the mic. When I when I say that I don't love animals, I, I mean I'm not I'm not again I'm not saying that I'm not saying that like if I see a, a bunch of you know whales getting slaughtered I'm not like applauding on the sideline no. like yeah spear those whales. Right. I'm, but but what I am saying though is that like if I see a horse or a cow on a ranch, I will admire it from a distance. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like. I'm glad that animals exist. I'm in the glad world. that animals exist. You just don't exist. want to have to care for They're them. They're beautiful. Or, right. I'm just gonna stay out of their way because I'm pretty sure that like no animal really wants me around, anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, like I feel like there's this human arrogance. Like we feel like the fact that we ride horses has always been a weird thing. Don't, like, don't say. I actually uh-oh. love horses. Uh-oh. Well, no, 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 no. I'm defending Where the horse. No, no, no. I'm defending Rudy. the horse. I'm defending the horse. Rudy, like, what's up? She was an equestrian major. Okay. Don't say anything. She went to horse college. I've ever heard from who says the horses don't want to be ridden. Well, well, I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's just an example. Of course, at this point, I'm sure that they've become domesticated to some degree, like dogs. But, but if you really think about it, like, when did we ever? When did who decided that this animal wanted us to just jump on Bro, its back? They've then, been riding them for four thousand years. Yeah, yeah. I know. Just a, but do you think they're the, cool the, with it? You think like when a, when a baby, a horse is born, and then he gets that first person on his back? Don't you think he wonders like, what the hell is going on right now? Like. Why is this person Some got both horses legs are down on my with neck? It, but for sure, there's you know. I listen. You know, the, I always picture like the Native Americans riding. They didn't even have they they saddles. didn't have saddles. They had nothing. The horses hung with them. It wasn't like they were setting up corrals everywhere right. they went. Like there was a symbiotic relationship. Right. I do think that horses are big old dumb beasts, <laughs> and they know that you feed them and is with they're well cared for and not abused. I'm sure they're happy to be ridden. What about what about like animals in the circus? Is that not the worst thing ever? Uh oh. I you know I actually have a lot of thoughts about animals in circuses, mm. but I don't want to talk about it because okay. I think that people will uh, on both sides will <laughs> yeah. write in and yell exactly. and scream. It's that we stay away from yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a hot button topic. Now let's, let's we can next. talk about abortion, but we cannot talk about animals in the circus. We can't talk about the bear with the beanie in the middle of in the middle of the ring. Okay. Okay. Do the next bad advice. That's for the secret, secret show. The super secret show. (laughs) Yeah, the secret show that you shouldn't listen to. (laughs) You will not like it. Uh, Hey, everybody. I love you guys, and I'm in need of some bad advice. Don't say my name. I'm in my mid-30s and married to the most amazing John you can think of. Oh. There we go. But his name is Big D. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. What? Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure what she's saying there. No kids. We have two dogs. Uh, we're a fairly successful couple, each of us pulling in six figures a year, but uh, low six figures. We're proud to say we've never had to depend on anyone. We both bust our asses at work and where where we are at uh, to be where we're at in our lives financially. My family, on the other hand, does not. They are comfortable where they're at and do not strive for more, which is completely fine until they start asking for money. I lend money to my sibling and a week later I find out my siblings in Seattle. WTF? 
He did, however, pay me back. Well, kind of. He handed the money to my mom. And, of course, the stories of how she has no money to pay bills comes out. So how do I ask her for my $300 Mm. that my siblings sent me? My mom is in her mid-50s, just recently retired due to medical reasons, which I think she could have worked on by working out and being more active. But, no, she took the easy route and said she would not work anymore and live off retirement, which I know is not enough to live in the Bay Area. She had other options other than retiring, but since... Since she was 35 or maybe 40, she has not wanted to work. Well, no one wants to work. No one wants to work. (laughs) Uh, She has recently said I should give her mom allowance, stating that one or $200 a month would be good. She didn't mind moving into my house that we just got. Oh, she wouldn't mind moving into the house that we just got. She always says, there's an extra room. But keep in mind, when I call her, she's at the mall or making another Target run. I guess my question to you, knowing my 50-something-year-old retired mom continues to shop and or give it away to her other kids and grandkids, do I give her mom allowance? Do I let her move in? How do I say no to all her requests without sounding like a complete biatch? Mm. Would you expect your 30-year-old kid to take care of you at 50 or 60? These stories could go on and on, but I'll stop there. Thanks for being on the air. I truly appreciate the secret shows. I get so excited when there's a new one posted, even if it's a classic. Hope you get laid. Kisses to you all, but especially the ladies signed. I kissed two girls in Paris, and I hey. liked it. <laughs> I'll start. Said, oh, oh, okay, go there ahead. Go. Oh, who, who is is he up and up ready? On the mic. Watch well, out for your back, It's bug. hard with all these. You know, <laughs> so many voices. Uh, I think you should try to avoid letting your mom move into your house. Mm-hmm. I think that'll drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you need your own family time. Um, but... Yeah, I say just keep giving her 200 bucks a month. I don't oh, like give keep, her a mom allowance. Yeah, just keep that going and just bite it, the bullet. And if it goes up to 250, it goes up to 250. I mean, no, you got to put a limit on that I if mean, you're going to do it. You know, maybe Christmas and Easter, you could be a oh, little boy, bit more I'm generous. I'm actually surprised. I was like, cut that bitch off. No, do not. <laughs> don't listen to anyone else on this one except me. You're welcome. All right, so give, you say, don't let her move in, but yes. give her 200 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. And just don't complain and just be happy that she's alive and you got her with you and all that good stuff. All right, Yuzi, you're leaning in. Well, I. Uh, for no reason. That's just the way I'm sitting right now. But uh, I used to give my mom an allowance, but she needed it, and she wasn't asking for it, and it helped her, and I could afford it, and that was fine. Other family members, that's another story. Would you have been resentful if you knew that she was taking that money and giving it to other members of the family, or were you just like, F it, this is, she I'm giving would, her this? at times, give some of that money to other people, and once it left my hands, it, it was wasn't her yours, money. right. Yeah, there's other things I would give her that I found out you know, like pieces of jewelry that I had received from a dude or whatever and was like, you know, here, whatever you want to do with this. And lo and behold, she gave it to someone else. It's like, whatever, right. left my hands. I can't say I it away. And, you know, I wanted it out of my life anyway. But uh, don't let this person move in, your mom. Mm-mm. Because if you do, that's the end. Yeah. You, your mom will always live with you. Yeah. But uh, who's God the, the she's sibling? A mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the siblings are... just. I wouldn't give the money anymore. Mm-mm. My mom is a hoarder. She she hoards keychains. She 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 like has shoe boxes full of keychains. I don't know why. That's like her thing. Oh well, if you ever need a keychain, I guess. I mean, but order. everywhere she travels, <laughs> she'll buy like one of those hokey keychains from. So like these the, are her souvenirs. These are her souvenirs. But it's weird though because like, she's never been to France, and for some reason she has like an Eiffel Tower keychain. I'm like, where did you get this, mom? She must have got it like at the little twenty five little twenty five cent machine. Hmm. But that's that's her thing. My my if my mom was to move in with me. I know that would be like the end of our relationship, you know, because it's it's eventually you, you guys start cramping each other's style. Right. But I know like in, in my culture, at least like I feel 
that I, I, I owe it to my parents at some point. At the, some point. At some point. At 50? At 50, no, 50's too young. Like, right. the 50's too young, you can still go out there and do, I'll, I'll, I'm happy giving my, my mom money if I need to, especially like, like Uzi said, if I can afford it, um, then so be it. And whatever she does with the money after that, you know, like when you give a homeless dude five bucks, it's like, hey man, I want you to buy Starbucks, but if you want to <laughs> go out there and get high this on something, money has that's left on, my hand <laughs> exactly. and you do with it what you My intentions were good when I handed it over. Right. So, so you're for the so mom So hold on allowance. a minute, though. So your mom, you hand her money. Right. If, if I were to hand her money. And you hand her money. She goes, hang out, have a seat, welcome, enjoy. And then goes down to the sevy and comes back with an 18-pack. <laughs> Funny, that's what my mom did. Right. <laughs> Although it would be a 30-pack. <laughs> so are you that's okay with weekend. that? And a bag of weed, like, yeah. You know what? I gave her that money. Here's- or are you like... I'm st- I'm paying to kill my mom. Well, she's here, here, she's an alcoholic. Well, here's the thing. Truth be told, I'm really just switching spots with her because when she was giving me money when I was 17 years old, I was out there buying weed and liquor, and right. I, was, I was basically mm-hmm. killing myself too. So you're good so, with it. So I'm okay with it. So All I feel right. like we're just if she wants to go out there and buy, you know, she likes uh, Cuddy Sark uh, whiskey. If she wants to go out there and buy a fifth <laughs> of Cuddy Sark whiskey with the money that I give her, so be it. Because I know when I was 16, 17, and she was giving me money, I was pretty much doing the same exact thing. So if you look at it. That way, it's all about perspective. If you look at it that way, I'm just returning the favor. Yeah, I'm just returning the favor. She all right, was- Benny, what, what do you think? Uh, I, I would not let her move in with with me. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. So I that's mean, thing one. Oh yeah, and I'd give her some. I don't care about the giving her money. Yeah, I don't. That's the I- easiest thing in the world you yeah. could possibly do <laughs> yeah. to help her is mm-hmm. give her some cash and be done with it. And right. don't don't forget this chick makes a hundred grand a year and well, so does that's her husband. Not, I mean it's not like she's pining for it. She's a, not two, rich though, and this is not, 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 right. yeah, yeah, nothing here. She doesn't have a lot of money. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, but nothing. still throw her two hundred bucks, be done with it. But I would be very clear with her if she's tapped out at fifty and is acting like, Yeah, I, I can't work, I can't possibly. That's fine, that's her decision, but I would be I would be very clear. You need to know you can't move in with us. That's not happening. Like, we have our own thing. We're trying to have our own life. I'm happy to help you with a little cash. But if you're going to take that to Target and buy beer or whatever, when you could be saving that, you know, for the rainy days that are clearly going to come. paying your cable bill with it or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Then that's on you. Yeah, don't reach back out for money to cover electricity. Don't come back with 200 scratchers. The reason I say that, too, is because... I, I, what I'm catching from this lady, what I'm catching from this lady is not like, my mom sacrificed so much for me when I was young. The things she did, her generosity was endless, Mm -hmm. and now she needs me. And in her time of need, should I? I would say, yeah, absolutely. But that's not how this person is worded. They're not phrasing it that way at all. This person is worded this as they look at their, they look down their nose at their mom a little bit, like she's pretty lazy. And she's looking for handouts. Yeah. That, that's the real first question. Like, what type of mom was she? Right. Maybe that, that'll justify. Because kids are expensive. There's yes. no question she spent money way more than 200 a month on you, uh, you know, your whole life growing up. You know, and I'm not a tit for tat kind of person. Like, I think that if, you know, someone needs it, absolutely you should help them. But I'm not looking for my kids to pay me back or and I'm not looking to pay my my you know I pay my parents back by not asking them for anything now right, right. You know? no I agree but I think there's, it's a, really about who this person is and we don't know right but what I'm gathering from the way she's described her like it's that person that's always on the take that person who's like 
What's free in here? Mm. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it all. Yeah. Costco You're samples. Like, that you know Costco samples that person. Attitude Let's go there for lunch. <laughs> is no good. I don't want to be around that person that's on right. the take all I the time. You. And if that's your mom, then you would feel weird giving her anything because you know that's who she is. Right. She sounds like she feels like she's a freeloader, which is, I think, the number one reason to not let your mom move in with you, especially right. at age 50 and you feel like she could get her ass together and and continue to work or whatever. That sounds like she just wants to freeload. I would not say never let your parent. I mean, I fully expect one or both of my parents to live with me at some point. I mean, that's a possibility. I certainly wouldn't turn them away. But at age 50, yeah. I'd be like, uh, he, it seems like he got 40 years left. Or yeah. Like, no. It's like, has your midlife cri- crisis even kicked in yet? You're you fi- know? Like, I'm 50. I'm not, I'm not asking right. to live with, with my 18-year-old son. Like, it's like, mom, if you're not getting hot flashes yet, then you can't live with me. <laughs> yeah, all right? Right. If you're not getting hot flashes yet, <laughs> I was that. when hey. you have one leg left, then we'll talk, all right? <laughs> Like that broken down pinata. Yeah. What, um, what about that original three hundred dollars? She's not getting that back, right? Oh no, no. Yeah. She well, that money's gone. Through, right. Yeah. I mean, the, once it got to the her target mom, run. Right. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. Your, yeah, your Nat- brother gave it to me. Natty yeah. Ice is more uh, expensive than you think nowadays. Mm. And she might not drink. I don't know what her health problem is. She yeah. may just be overweight, or sure. who knows what mm. her deal is. But right. but if she's decided she can't work. It's well, too much it, and for if her. she can figure out a way to make it happen, listen. Who doesn't want? I mean, no one wants to work. That's that's not. I mean, but that goes back to the being on the take. That whole, right. you know, if I limp, people will help me. Right. Right. Oh, so now I just have to limp. Let me perfect this limp. All right. Look at that. Everyone keeps coming around, and now I don't even have to think about I it. I got a hand up. A no. door opens. Here's yeah. cash. Like, oh, shoot, you're like, it's the wrong leg. Yeah. You're like limping on the wrong leg. Yeah. It's like, mom, I thought it was the left foot. Oh yeah, it is the left foot. Sorry. About that. Or both of them. They're just. It's, I'm so sore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like army crawling everywhere because you just can't walk. <laughs> All right, we help no one. Uh, Rudy Ortiz, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for having me here. It's always great to thank have you. So you. Much. I wish you luck on your inspirational, motivational TED Talk. I'm career. writing a book. I'm into it. I'm I love gonna, it. I'm good. You guys are going to get the first copy of it as soon as I write it. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. See you later.